What's going on, guys? It's a new week. I'm the Macho Man, Maddie Savage, from the Smack Talk team. It's time for another Monday Night Raw recap. We're talking the June 28th edition of Monday Night Raw. Guys, highlighted by a uh, last chance triple threat match between McIntyre, uh, Randy Orton, and AJ Styles for the last spot on Monday Night Raw's side of the Money in the Bank uh, match at the pay-per-view. Uh, so again, it's really simple, guys. I break down three hours into 15 minutes of your time. It's the simplest weekly Raw recap where I just tell you how it is. Thank you to all that have been tuning in and everybody else that isn't. Guys, spread the word, man. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We're on Facebook, Instagram. You know, We're on all the social media platforms. So check us out, including my Raw recaps on a weekly basis. So let's jump right in, guys. June 28th. Starting off, as I mentioned, the last chance triple threat match between McIntyre, Randy Orton, and AJ Styles is your main event of this episode of Raw, but the show actually kicks off with an announcement from Sonya Deville and Adam Pearce that Randy Orton is unable to compete. Um, so a little bit of a curveball right off the rip to kick off Raw, but never fear because Riddle is here. And man, he uh, he drew up a uh, a handwritten letter and marker from Randy Orton, which clear as day was Riddle that put it together. Um, go back and check that out. It was a you know a good little laugh to kick off the show. Uh, but nevertheless, what really culminated here was uh, Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville announced a battle royal to determine the uh, replacement for Randy Orton in the main event of uh, the last chance triple threat match. Uh, so instead of just bypassing and getting rid of Orton altogether since he couldn't compete, they decided let's give somebody else a shot. Um, so after some discussion and Riddle trying to persuade his way in and act on Randy Orton's behalf, uh, Adam Pierce and Sonya Deville agreed to add him into the Battle Royal match, which was your first match on this week's episode of Raw. So basically, you've got all your random guys left. You've got, you know, it was nice to see Jinder Mahal, Jeff Hardy, Angel Garza, the Viking Raiders, uh, Kira Tozawa, R-Truth. I mean, those are the guys that were in this uh, battle royal here. And basically what happened, Drew, Drew Gulak went out, uh, R-Truth went out, and, you know, there was some exchanging of the 24-7 championship, which... Let, let it just be known, I didn't even know that Akira Tozawa was your current champion. I thought R-Truth had his baby this whole time, but he didn't. Uh, he did win it back for less than a minute, and Akira Tozawa ended up taking it back and running away. So he's still your 24-7 champion, and that's your first 24-7 clip on Raw in, I don't know, maybe two months now? Uh, so fast forwarding now to the end of the match here, the final two participants were Riddle on Randy Orton's behalf and Damian Priest, who we haven't really seen in a couple of weeks. Uh, rumor was that he was out of action with an injury, but apparently looks to be cleared and good to go. Um, in my opinion, it would have been nice to see him get the win here, but the story was telling itself. Matt Riddle eliminates Damian Priest and qualifies for the last chance triple threat match later on in the night. Um, Riddle's music did hit, but he asked for Randy Orton's music to hit, and he did the Orton pose on the ropes, you know, showing, I am Randy Orton tonight. But we'll get into the, the actual main event later on in this recap. 
So now let's talk about Nikki Cross. Nikki Ash now is what she's going by. Um, she still came out billed as Nikki Cross, but wouldn't surprise me to see this change starting next week. But uh, basically, she cut the same promo prior to the match that she's just trying to be an inspiration to everyone and blah, blah, blah. And she calls herself now Nikki Ash. And Ash stands for almost a superhero. <laughs> Damn. Hey. Give it some time. I mean, she's got a lot of energy. I know she's giving it all she's got with this gimmick. And, you know, the word going around was that this was all her idea, not, not even coming from creative. I'm sure they're helping her along the way. But this is her vision. So let's see it try to play out over the coming weeks. Um, but tonight she took on Shayna Baszler. Uh, there was some interference from Alexa Bliss. Uh Honestly, nothing really of note other than the fact that Nikki Cross or Nikki Ash, whatever we're going by now, she gets the win and Shayna Baszler once again on the losing end of a match. And man, I don't know when her luck's going to change, but it doesn't look like it's happening anytime soon. Moving on now to Kofi Kingston and MVP. Of course, last week's episode of Raw saw a Hell in a Cell main event between Bobby Lashley, your WWE champion, and Xavier Woods, Kofi Kingston's best friend from the New Day. Uh, in case you missed it, and or in case you missed last week's recap where I broke this down, uh, Bobby Lashley, you know, he attacked Xavier Woods after the match, closed the cell, and nothing that Kofi could really do other than watch his friend just get hurt, locked, and choked out um, right against the cage. So there was no Xavier Woods here tonight. There was also no uh, Bobby Lashley either. Um, so really, again, this was Kofi Kingston getting passionate on the mic, talking about how disrespected Xavier Woods is for years now. And he just continues to show on a weekly basis when he gets that opportunity in singles competition that he is a star. And I think that this is really leading up to the breakup altogether of the new day with Xavier Woods turning on Kofi Kingston. But um not quite yet. We got to get through this match here with him and uh, Bobby Lashley at Money in the Bank first. But either way, he did announce that Xavier Woods will be back on next week's episode of Raw and will take on Bobby Lashley once again in a singles match. Um, MVP's point in this, you know, it's that he thinks it's ridiculous that Kofi Kingston even had thinks he has an, a chance to take the WWE title from Bobby Lashley at Money in the Bank. Uh, and all this, you know, and it, it was a good back and forth segment between the two. Uh, Kofi Kingston hits a trouble in paradise on MVP to close out the segment. So now we move back to the women's division and we get a rematch. And we say that a lot, but a rematch of last week's episode of Raw when it was a qualifying match for the women's Money in the Bank matchup. Asuka and Naomi defeated Eva Marie and Dewdrop. And uh, we get a rematch this week. And uh, this time... Dewdrop goes for the tag out to Eva Marie, and she gets off the apron. But Dewdrop actually uh, controls the match going from there and squashes and pins Asuka for the win for the team. Uh, Eva Marie gets on the mic after the match, announces that she was the winner, you know, what she's been doing since she's returned. Um, but, yeah, I mean... Tough break, really, on uh, Asuka and Naomi. You know, they, they just got a win last week to qualify for the Money in the Bank match. And then the very following week, you're putting over, and I'm not against it, but you're putting over Dewdrop. And this feud that is building or starting to build between Dewdrop and Eva Marie. So clearly that's going to be a story to, to tell over the next month or so, I would think, before Dewdrop officially would drop the name and go back to being who she is, and that's Piper Niven. Uh, 
Now let's talk about the best match of the night, in my opinion. It was Ricochet versus John Morrison, two contenders that qualified on last week's episode of Raw, uh, winning respective matches. John Morrison with a big win over Randy Orton. Uh, and Ricochet, man, you know, he's been grinding over the past couple of weeks, finally getting himself back on consistent weekly Raw television, and you love to see it. Um, but these two put on a hell of a match, um, considering nothing was really on the line other than, you know, trying to gain that momentum heading into the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. Um, this match ends with a springboard crossbody from Ricochet over the top rope uh, onto John Morrison, who was on the barricade, and bam. It was a, uh, a great sight to see if you were watching at home. Um, if you're listening to this recap, that is the picture that's going to be uh, on the highlight of the show. Because to me, this was the highlight of the show, man. And if they had fans, they would have all lost their minds seeing that that move by Ricochet. And unfortunately, it did lead to a double countout at that point. But if you wanted to see a non-finish to a match or, you know... We hate to see all the roll-ups and stupid finishes, but man, this just fit the bill, and kudos to Ricochet and John Morrison for the performance that they put on. Moving back now to the women's division, uh, we kind of we we tie in together a couple of the feuds: the the women's tag title feud and the women's uh, championship feud. So Charlotte teamed up with the women's tag champs Natalia and Tamina versus their. Uh, who they've been feuding with, Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose, and she teamed with the Raw Women's Champion, Rhea Ripley. <clears throat> so, um, you know, this match here, again, it's, you're just combining two feuds, and meh, not that big. You can kind of see them what they were doing, but there was a lot of confusion on the play. I mean, who who are the babyfaces, first of all? Um, because I, I, think I, I think it's been Natalya and Tamina, but where has uh, Dana Brooke and uh, Mandy Rose really become the heels here? Obviously, the piped-in boos have been coming in for Ray Ripley, but they've also been coming in for Charlotte. So this would have probably been better if there was a crowd, again, uh, working with what they've got. And I'm not against what I saw, but uh, Charlotte ends up picking, the win, picking up the win for the team. Um, <clears throat> moving on now to a strat match. Uh, Elias and Jackson Riker have been going at it for over the past couple months since they split up, and we finally it finally came to fruition with a strap match, and uh, it's basically what you would expect: a couple of guys whooping the hell out of each other with a with a leather strap. Um, Jackson Riker gets the win with a uh, a sidewalk slam. Look, it's literally what it looked like: a quick sidewalk slam gets the one, two, three, and he picks up the win. Now the question is going to be, where is he going to go from here? Um, I hope that this feud with Elias is done now. I mean, I don't really know what else you have to tell for a story. So we'll see where they go from here. If they just end up throwing him into the 24-7 title pitcher or back on to main event, we'll see. Now let's jump right into that main event. Drew McIntyre versus AJ Styles versus Riddle, who was acting on Randy Orton's behalf. So if Riddle could pick up the win here for his best friend, Randy, uh, Randy Orton would be the one to be added into the Money in the Bank matchup at the pay-per-view. So here, again, this is would be, to me, the second best match of the night, and definitely could be a qualifier for the top match. Again, I just love that springboard crossbody off the top rope from Ricochet, so might be a little biased, but... 
Granted, again, this was a main event. They gave them 30 minutes of TV time, and these guys all put it out on the line. Uh, there was a moment in the match where Riddle banged his foot against the steel steps, thought that his foot might have been broken, got taken to the back, and it left just Drew McIntyre and AJ Styles. Um, Riddle ends up coming back, hobbles back out, and, uh, you know, he, he puts AJ Styles into the bro mission before McIntyre breaks it up and uh, hits an RKO on AJ Styles, but then runs into a Claymore from Drew McIntyre, who picks up the win. So Drew McIntyre, again, lost at Hell in a Cell, cannot challenge Bobby Lashley for the WWE champion as championship as long as he is the champion but he has now qualified for the money in the bank match um i don't think there's any chance that of him winning at this point i, I kind of hope that he again works his way out of that wwe title picture for at least the time being at least while bobby lashley is your champion because it just makes no storybook sense at all to have mcintyre even in that picture at this point but either way, again, I know what Drew McIntyre has been doing over the past couple of years. Um, you know, without having fans, he has been one of the top guys on in all of wrestling, aside from Roman Reigns. But at this point, he is definitely deserving of the opportunity. I definitely did not see AJ Styles having a shot at all. I am surprised that Riddle didn't get to pull off that win for Randy, um, who was not able to compete again. But it just also kind of ties into their little uh, feud that's going to end up building up with the Viper getting angry and pissed off at the things that Riddle has been doing. Um, but granted, man, you got to give it up to Riddle, who's uh, he did everything he could to get his boy Randy into the Money in the Bank title match um, at the pay-per-view. Uh, nevertheless, that's the Raw recap for this week. I gave Raw a B last week, finally, but I'm moving my way back into that C-plus range. Just a little average, a little above average. I like what they're doing with Kofi Kingston um, and MVP. I'm glad that they kept Bobby Lashley out of it this week, of course. Um, you know, just a little bit of a switch up. That whole feud is becoming more personal by the week. And uh, kudos to WWE and to Kofi and MVP for telling the story that they've been telling. Um, again, also loved Ricochet's springboard crossbody off the top rope. Man, loved it. Um, so yeah, C plus for this week. We'll see what they bring to us next week. But for now, I'm tuning out. Macho Man Maddie Savage. Guys, as always, thank you for tuning in, and I'll see y'all next week.